Welcome to the Building Healthy Organizations podcast. We understand how the human brain works and how that impacts behavior in the workplace. I'm glad you joined us today for our continued journey to understand how to build a healthy organization. One of the most important topics we can focus on right now is loss. We are living in one of these moments in time where the entire world is experiencing loss at the same time. And I'm dedicating this episode to all of those we have lost in the past year or two. Before we start, if you or a loved one are experiencing loss and grief and are struggling, please seek help. There are many types of support systems available through grief groups, through mental health professionals. This episode is not intended to offer any medical or mental health advice, but I do want to encourage you, if you feel like you're stuck, if you feel like you're struggling through loss and grief, please seek professional help. Now, both my wife and I have been grief coaches, helping people through the loss of someone close to them. We started doing this because we have had many losses in our own lives. Loss is not just through death, though. It can be a divorce. It can be the loss of a, an important job. It can be natural disasters. It can be loss of freedom, loss of a home, loss of what we perceive as normal, loss of health. Loss is real. It elicits different emotions in different people. We all process loss and grief differently. And I just use the word grief. Grief is a complex set of emotions. And there is no one right way to grieve. That's an important point. And I think that we become very focused on how we grieve, how we deal with loss. And we just assume that everybody else does it the same way. And that's just not the case. There is no one right way to deal with loss or to grieve. So if that's the case, and, and we understand grief as a complex set of emotions, um, Grief can be the outcome of many different types of losses, as I mentioned a minute ago. But when we think about loss, grief, and the emotional impact of these, especially right now in our world, we need to consider that everyone is dealing with some form of loss and grief right now. I do not know a single person who has not lost someone they know in the last two years. This is a shared experience that we all have. And I have learned that people need time. And that can look very different for different people. But people need time to work through their loss and their grief, no matter what the cause of that is, whether it's loss of a loved one, whether it's a loss of a job or a home or, or any kind of loss. You may be someone who manages these emotions fairly well or has an effective way of navigating those emotions when they arise, but realize that others 
may have a more difficult time in doing this. We tend to think that other people think like we do, make decisions like we do, have the same knowledge and understanding that we do. But in reality, that is simply not the case. It's easy to judge others when we fall into this trap. Don't be that person. Be someone who increases empathy when others are struggling and give yourself empathy when you are struggling. So why am I doing an episode on loss and grief? Because it impacts every part of our lives and the lives of those around us. Our work, our relationships, our self-worth, our capacity to deal with things, our decision-making process, and the list goes on and on. It literally impacts every part of our lives. For the sake of this discussion, let's agree that we all are all experiencing some form of loss and grief uh, right now, whether it's minor or major. And I'll talk in a minute about being very careful not to judge loss or compare losses with other people because loss is very personal and it means something uh, very specific to every individual. Stop for a few seconds and think about something. What are the strongest emotions for you when you have experienced a loss? What are the strongest emotions for you when you have experienced loss? Now, having those emotions in mind, how did that affect you? How did those emotional drivers impact you? Did it change your behavior? Did it change your decision-making process? Did it keep you from making decisions? Did it put you in a, in a cycle that was hard to get out of. What could you not do well when you were feeling those emotions? Now I want you to switch from an internal focus or an inward focus to an external focus. When you have seen other people deal with loss, what did they say about their feelings? How did their behavior change? What suffered in their lives during those times? What were they not able to do well as they were going through that that loss and grief process? These are real concerns for all of us. Healthy organizations become healthy one person at a time. Have you ever experienced a time when a team member was going through loss and grieving? How did that impact them? How did it impact their performance? How did that impact the team? Loss is a very personal thing, but it also is a shared experience. So what can we do? Let's take some time to explore the ways we can better understand loss and grief, and what can we do about it realistically to to reach better outcomes, to walk through that journey 
and turn it from a, a journey of of negativity to a healing journey. One of the first things we can do is not to minimize or marginalize someone else's loss or to compare losses. People who do that tend to be operating out of selfish motives. We do not all have to become grief counselors to help people with loss, whatever form that loss takes. So in the workplace, there are some very specific things that we can do to help those going through loss. First, acknowledge the loss and be willing to listen. Ignoring it will only create an artificial reality that is doomed to poor outcomes. Second, remember that other people will deal with loss differently than you do. They may want to talk or they may not want to talk about it. They may have emotional outbursts, but don't judge them. Support them and let them know they can take some time to work through their feelings. They may feel alone or set apart because of their loss. That happens a lot with people. Their performance may suffer. Their communication approach may change. They may miss deadlines. This is a difficult time for anyone, and some people deal with it better than others, but that loss and grief is very real and very personal. Third, let them know what you can do to help support them. Ask them how they would like to be supported, but also let them know that they can reach out as things change. They will probably not know what they need or want right away. If your organization has support systems through the HR function or through other resources, let them know about this. So let's take a few minutes and explore what happens in the brain when loss and or grief are present. And remember, this will be different for different people as we all deal with loss and grief in our own unique way. Strong thoughts elicit strong emotions. Loss is a strong thought generator. That means strong emotions are likely to accompany those strong thoughts. When this happens, especially in the case of a very significant loss, and remember that is a significant loss to the individual themselves, it can drain energy, it can limit access to higher cognitive functions like problem solving, abstract thinking, strategic thinking, risk tolerance, and other key areas of performance and and behavior. So how does all this happen? Every time someone has a strong emotion or a set of emotions, neurotransmitters are released in the brain. These are, are basically messages uh, that the brain is, is being sent these messages to, to tell the brain and the body what to do. And I'm simplifying here for the purpose of, of not going into all the deep science, but it is literally a wave of emotions, a wave of neurotransmitters that flushes into the brain 
and creates strong emotions, strong messages to the brain that it really takes some time to deal with those things. So the standard example of that is when a, when a strong emotion hits, you get that fight, flight, or freeze response. And as we've talked about in other episodes, that's not that those are not necessarily, you know, the best responses in the normal workplace or or the normal family environment uh, or whatever the environment is that that person is in at the time. If this cycle continues for longer periods of time, this this these strong emotions that are that are flushing neurotransmitters into the brain, it can impact behavior, uh, decision making, and all of the other things we looked at earlier. A person's communication approach may change. This might look like a more direct approach, or it may be more reserved. Their ability to collaborate may be impacted. They may have performance issues where there used to be no performance issues. These are pretty normal outcomes of people going through a grief journey, a loss and grief journey. Loss and grief are not an excuse for poor performance, but may be a reason for it, especially if it goes on for long periods of time. People who cannot find a way to work through loss and grief can actually see significant changes in brain chemistry and the possibility of developing mental health challenges. If you are a leader at work, at home, in your family, in your team, in your group, know what is available to you to help yourself and others through times of loss and grief. This is a very important step. Awareness. Awareness is the first step in creating an effective healing journey. Emotions are one of the most powerful drivers in our lives. Trying to suppress them may work in the short term, but usually it creates greater issues down the road when those emotions come out in unintended ways. Let's briefly review what we've talked about. Loss and grief are real. They can impact every part of a person's life. They can limit capacity and performance. They can elicit strong emotions. Those emotions are powerful drivers that impact behavior, decision-making, cognitive functioning, communication, relationships, and again, most areas of our lives. The question is then, how can we help ourselves and others It's a great question. So let's look at that more closely. I have used this quote before, but it is especially valuable in the focus that we're talking about today. We only have the internal resources to deal with the next loss, the next challenge, or the next opportunity that we have built to that point in our lives. 
and I'll, I'll define that a little better, I hope. We have internal resources that we can build up within ourselves that will help us to deal with things as they come our way. But if we do not have those internal resources available to us, if we have not built them and stored them away for use in the future, then they're not going to be available to us. Do you ever have a day when you feel like you're at the end of your resources? You have nothing left. That is why it is so important to be continually building your internal resources. The internal storehouse of motivation, energy, confidence, optimism, empathy, direction, the resources that you can count on because they come from inside of you, not from some unreliable external source. Then we can all benefit in every situation by better understanding the human dynamic involved in what we're talking about today. Humans are emotional beings. They're not widgets. They're not units of performance. Some may see that as a weakness. I see it as competitive advantage. Well, how is that the truth? Because emotional drivers provide greater sources of all of the things needed to thrive and excel. How is this relevant to our focus on loss and grief? When we understand that emotions are a valuable resource to us, that even when those emotions are difficult, it is because it comes from a place of deep caring or deep love, then we can better understand how to help ourselves and others manage loss and grief in ways that are more productive. It is okay to be emotional about a loss. You are not stronger by having no emotions or by suppressing them. Unresolved loss and grief are destructive. Emotions are the avenue that allows us to journey through our loss and grief and come out in a better place. We grow through loss and grief if we continue our healing journey and don't get stuck. I have worked with different tools and methodologies of psychology for many years. The one skill set that I believe is very helpful is emotional intelligence, especially in what we're focusing on today, which is loss and grief. It is, there is such an emotional load during loss and grief and having the right skill set to, to manage that is critically important. In short, this is a skill set that provides learning and growth in becoming more aware of emotions in self and others. It's a set of competencies to better manage emotions and be more intentional in how you respond and become more self-directed and empathetic to others. All of these major areas allow someone to be more prepared and equipped to deal with emotions and the impact they have 
on our lives. So here are some thoughts on how to better navigate the emotional landscape of loss and grief. Be thoughtful about the questions you are asking. Are they just to make you feel better and check a box? Or are they truly intended to connect in a genuine way with someone else? Let me give you some examples. How are you doing? Is a question you need to forget. Just take it out of your vocabulary when you're talking to someone who is dealing with loss and grief. Here's a better question to ask. How is today going for you? Do you see the difference? Next, listen, listen, listen. Sometimes people just want you to be there and listen. Refrain from providing copious advice. If they want advice, they'll ask for it. And giving advice may make you feel better, but it may just add to their emotional burden. Do not expect a simple, let me know if you need anything, to be the right approach. Again, most of the time, they may not know what they need and or they may be embarrassed to ask. It is very common for people going through loss and grief to be highly self-critical. Their self-talk could very well be something like, what is wrong with me? Or, why can't I remember that? Or, this is stupid, I should be able to do this. Or, Am I doing this right? What they are not realizing is that they are going through a time when their normal capacity and functioning levels are being significantly impacted by loss and grief. This is very normal. Saying something like, things will get easier or better, while that may be true, it is often received as a thoughtless, or dismissive comment. The key things one person can do to help someone going through loss and grief, and this is not an all-inclusive list, but it's a good place to start. Number one, be there for them. Number two, listen. Number three, ask thoughtful questions that have real intent to help. Number four, practice empathy, not sympathy. Now, I'm not being heartless when I say this. It is good to express sympathy, but don't let that be the totality of your expression. Empathy is putting yourself in their shoes and seeing things from their perspective to get a sense of how they might be feeling so that you can better respond and connect with them, especially what their needs might be. And the last, repeat. (laughs) Just wash, rinse, and repeat. If you truly care about the person, remember that loss and grief comes in waves. And it will take time for people to move to a better place. How long? It depends. Everyone deals with this differently. So let's get to a few closing thoughts. Grief and loss 
are a part of life. But they do not define who we are. We will all experience loss and grief on our journey through this life. Do not leave out the spiritual aspects in the healing journey. Faith can be a very important accelerator of the healing journey. But don't be that person that uses the spiritual as a band-aid for someone else or some form of metric to judge them by. That's, that's about as destructive as you can be. Use your own experiences to help yourself and to help others. But use it as a resource, not as a step-by-step approach, since we all experience loss and grief differently, and we all have our own unique healing journey. There is no rush in all of this. People need time to work through these powerful feelings. And again, if you or a loved one are experiencing loss and grief and find yourself stuck or struggling, or you have thoughts of harming yourself or others, I highly encourage you to get professional help immediately. Now, I realize this episode is somewhat different in scope, but I look around at the magnitude of loss and grief in our world today and cannot help but want to reach out and let you know there is hope. At times, our journey through this life can be difficult, but there are pathways of hope and joy available to all of us. I hope this episode has helped in some way to bring a greater awareness of the tools and resources available to deal with these profound emotional events in our lives. Thank you for joining us for this episode of Building Healthy Organizations by EQ Fit. We do understand how the human brain works and how that impacts behavior in the workplace. I hope you'll subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes as we journey together on this pathway to building a healthy organization. Also, check us out on YouTube at the same name, Building Healthy Organizations by EQ Fit. And for additional information, feel free to visit our website, gscfit.com.